I know that the last title or the title that we had for the podcast for the very long time is A Mouthful. Decapitated Thoughts. Uh, and now I can't even remember the half part of it. And so I've been thinking of rebranding it. I was actually thinking of of creating a contest for it. But one day it just hit me as I was looking at the anchor statistics and I found out that you stranger, wherever you are in the world, you like listening to this podcast anywhere from 12 midnight to 3 a.m. Which is weird because I record the episodes at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really care whichever day of the week that is. I'll record anywhere from 12 midnight to 3 a.m. because I think that's when my thoughts are flowing. So I guess just like me, you can't sleep. You have these thoughts. I don't know if you're ruminating or you're playing out some thoughts in your head that sometimes may or may not find an explanation or an answer or a conclusion that would make you go to sleep. So to me, this is more of really draining out all of my thoughts from the day. In any way, that's not what we're going to be talking about for today. And honestly, as I was going through this particular topic, I really didn't know how to start it because all I wanted to say is exactly what's on the title. You have to love yourself too. That it's not being selfish, that it's important that you don't drain your own well of love. But as I was going through it, there are so many interesting things that I started thinking about. And so they end up they ended up being here. And I'm not gonna prolong it. Let's start our conversation about how you have to love yourself too, even when you're in a relationship. My name is Lee. And this is Our Midnight Affair. This topic is really tricky. Because for most of the time, when we say we have to love ourselves too, especially when we are in a relationship, it might sound selfish. But it really is not. If you love yourself, things would be a lot easier in every relationship that you have. It's a nurture versus nature kind of situation. When you know how it is to be loved by yourself, then it is easier to love somebody else because you know exactly how it feels to be loved by you. Now, before we go into that idea, before we discuss it, before we have a really good conversation about it, let me give you something to think about. Have you ever had that breakup where you felt like you lost yourself? Where you wake up one day and you don't know where to start? You wake up one day and you're just really confused of what just happened and how to move forward. Now, you can answer that right away if you need five minutes to think about that. Go ahead and pause this podcast and go back to me after five minutes. 
Okay, great. So have you thought about it? Do you have uh, an answer? In one of the many relationships that we're going to have, whether romantic or not, we would have that particular falling out or that particular loss where we feel a little bit lost after that person is gone, whether permanently or just really break up. And part of it would be because of transactive memories. So what are transactive memories? Transactive memories are those memories that you create with that person, um, usually for tasks that you do, say, around the house. Like, they do the laundry, they know how to do the laundry better than you. So what do you remember really out of that task is they know how to do laundry better than you. So when they're gone, now you're left with all your laundry and you don't really know their process in doing the laundry because you trusted that they're better than you at doing the laundry. That's transactive memory. And sometimes these memories, they're being heightened when somebody is gone or when somebody breaks up with you or you had a falling out with a friend, right? But the bigger part of us getting lost after either a long relationship or a very deep relationship, it's really because of the things that we had done. Now, when I was researching about this topic on how to love yourself, I was getting the same top tens, the same ideas, the same things, but they weren't really pinning on one thing that makes us lose ourselves in a relationship. And so, from the materials that I have read and that I have based this podcast on, I realized that we start to lose ourselves when we start doing unnatural things. Does that make sense to you, stranger? When we start doing things that would please the other person, but it's not really our flow. Like, for example, I had a really good advice when I started playing Dota. Did you know? And you probably didn't. But I just like, I would just like to say, did you know? Did you know that I started playing Dota because of a crush? Because of a little harmful crush. Harmful, harmless crush. But then a really good friend advised me that if I want to start learning about Dota, I have to learn it because I want to learn it. Not because I want to impress somebody else. That I have to love the game because I love the game, not because somebody else loves it and I want to love it because of them. Which was a really, really good idea because the crush is gone. I don't even know where he is right now. And after 10 years of that conversation, I am still playing Dota and Dota has become... A place of sanctuary for me so whenever I feel sad or alone or I don't know what to do or I just really want to break away from the world it's the one place that I can go to and well at first it was really frustrating to play but you know eventually after 10 years I can confidently say that I am good at that game that I understand it very very well 
So, the crush was gone, but the game wasn't. Now, if I did not listen to that friend, what would have happened to me? If I wasn't able to impress my crush of my Dota skills and my Dota strategies, I would have hated the game. And up until now, I would have resented it so much. And anytime that I see the game, I would it would be a reminder of that portion in my life. But it went the other way for me. So sometimes we do that, and that's just even a crush. Imagine the lengths that we go through for people that we love. Imagine what you would do for the person that you are with right now. And we do these things to impress them without really thinking that they're staying with us because they love us, because we're enough for them, and they're not looking for anything else. Now, these thoughts and ideas, they come from experiences that we had in the past. Whether it's borrowed experiences, like you heard it from a friend, you read it from a book, you've seen it on television, you've heard it from a song. Or it's it was really from a personal experience. Either whether it's really just an experience or it became a trauma. If whatever you're thinking comes from a trauma then the best thing to do is to help heal yourself. We're not going to get to the point of really loving ourselves and knowing how it is to be loved by us if we are still going through these traumas in our head. They would always be that little voice, that those little demons in our brains always eating up all of our thoughts and putting them into something bad, even if they started out in a really, really good place with really, really good intentions. And if this was from a borrowed experience, I think it is time that you stop and think about it. Has it really happened to me? Is is it really something that I should be afraid about? Maybe I'm afraid of nothing. Maybe I'm just applying this, I don't know, out of drama. I'm not saying you're dramatic, but maybe because that's it. Or maybe because I just really like scaring myself. Or why do I think... You know, you have to question yourself too. Why do I think that this thing would happen to me? And that's what you change. The answer to that is that that is what you should acknowledge, accept, and then change. If I think that it would happen to me because I I really am an agger, then maybe that's something that I wanted to change. I shouldn't act unnaturally. I should go with my own flow and change that accordingly. Not for the other person, but because I know that being a nagger would not just affect my romantic relationship, but all the other aspects of my life. Right? And so, in understanding why we lose ourselves in a relationship, we can also understand why we need to love ourselves. It's very much like teaching soft skills to people. Um, It's hard because, or it's challenging because if they haven't experienced it for themselves, it would, the concept, the idea, the theories would be easier, it, it would be easy to learn, but the application would be hard because you have nothing to pattern it to. You haven't experienced it yet, so you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. 
you know you can be scripted you can practice all you want but if the motivation is just for external validation just for people to say you're kind you're gentle you're good then you're doing it weirdly and unnaturally when you start understanding like being polite from your own person because you're polite to yourself you're kind to yourself you're polite to your parents you're kind to your parents and they are kind to you in return or they have shown you that kindness it is easier to emulate it is easier to show and it is easier to give again it's really hard to give what you do not have and that has been my motto for a very long time it's really hard to give something that you don't have it's hard to give something that you lack and so it's the same thing with loving yourself if you are in a relationship those times that you feel so tired those times that you feel like you've you've dried up your well of love for this person maybe it's because of that maybe it's because you can't find that right well for your own self-love maybe it's also you know it's it, it might be just really because of that because you're lacking your self-love and i know you might be thinking who might preach this i haven't really fully healed i can tell you that stranger and i am still navigating through the whole idea of self-love but i know that at this point i love myself and how do i know that so recently not recently quite a, quite some years ago i started um, crocheting again initially it was for the dolls and then when i started to take it more seriously i wanted to make things for people i always wanted to do that not for any external validation but it's really because i enjoy crocheting i enjoy um I enjoy looking up for patterns that are seemingly hard and being able to execute them. In a way, I'm teaching myself how to be better at execution. Now that you have the idea, let's execute it. And, and I can practice that with crocheting. But there was something that I did differently this year. I picked up my hook. I picked up a yarn that I bought, which was which has a really nice color, and then I opened up a pattern that I have had for some time, and I haven't really tried it out because it is a top. It is something that you wear, so if I have to do it for another person, I have to get their measurement. But this time, I decided that I would have to do it for myself, and I did it. I, I finished it. I even made it my own version because I wanted it to be like a dress and then I gave it to myself and it felt really good it felt different it, it, I, I was I was more happy I can say that truly that I was more happy I was more excited for me and I started thinking of when I can wear that that particular top and with with what bottom should it go with i was truly excited for myself and when i looked at the mirror i told myself so how so this is how it feels this is how it feels to receive 
a crocheted piece from somebody else when you know that they've spent so much time making it. I was so appreciative of it that when I wear that top, I feel so beautiful in it. And when people are telling me, oh, that's nice, did you do it? I can proudly say, yeah, and then I gave it to myself. I'm happy. And I did it again with another crochet piece. And it felt so good. And now I'm more motivated to give to give away crochet pieces because I now know how it feels. I now know how joyful they are and excited they are that they're given a piece of something that somebody had worked hard on. And it's a good feeling. It really is a good feeling. So I know how to love myself more now. I know that and I know how I appreciate myself more. But there are still so many things that I'm discovering about myself. There are still so many things that I have to forgive myself for. And there are still so many traumas. Well, maybe not so many, but there are still a lot. Um, there are still bigger traumas that I have to face and, and deal with as I go through it. And that is okay that is fine that is part of growing up that is part of learning and that is part of loving myself now another another idea that usually comes up when we talk about loving yourself is staying true to yourself honestly for every article that i've read this is one advice that always comes up staying true to yourself I remember the conversation that I had with a friend a couple of months back and we talked about the problem in the idea of being true to yourself or that word true or that phrase true to yourself. We always use that and we throw it around but really what does it mean to be true to yourself? It means for me, and this is from my point of view, and it could be different from yours, and that is something that you really have to think about. For me, being true to myself means understanding my own truth and embracing my own reality. Now, how how was that? How did I do that? See, I love playing games, and so that's probably why Dota was easier for me to understand and take and at first believe it or not the game was really frustrating it was really frustrating i die a lot i die a lot i don't know how to use the keyboard shortcuts i don't know how to make my courier fly to me i don't know where to go i don't know what to do and but i enjoy the game i enjoy the game so much and I wanted so much to learn it and and to have fun while playing it. But just to have fun is not my reality. My reality is I have to learn it. My reality is and my truth is I have to be technical with most of the things that I do. I have to understand the technical process for these things before I can really get to enjoy them. And for so many years, I've been going against that because I don't want to be labeled as a nerd or as a geek or whatever name you have for that. And it's just really recently that I've learned how to accept that as my reality. And so that means 
I have to be brave enough to start from scratch to acknowledge, accept, and understand that I am a noob. And then start understanding the, the system of the game, the user interface, the keyboard shortcuts, the different heroes, how they go together as a strategy. I have to watch a lot of games. That's that's my truth. That's my reality. And to stay true to myself, I know that I have to learn these things. And that's why I have this podcast as well. It's because I tend to be more technical about things. And so relationships to me, I can understand them better if I do if I dissect it this way. If I start to understanding it this way. And I I I was, it was weird now that I'm thinking about it, that all of my life I've been going against something that I know is my own flow. So to me, that is staying true to myself. It doesn't have anything to do with identity. Me being technical, that's not an identity. That is a process for me. The things that I've done in the past, they do not define me. Sure, identity is important so that you will have some sense of belongingness. Sure, we identify with certain things. But don't let it stop you from being a better person and from loving yourself. You know, sometimes it's so cool to be this person at one time. But it's just really is not especially if it's hindering your growth. So try to learn that more about yourself. How do you stay true to yourself? What are the realities about you that you need to embrace? What are the truths that you need to face about yourself? And maybe there's a way that you may want to go natural with it without you know, changing so much about yourself. Um, and you would see you will find it to be better with your if you do things that are natural to you you would find it easier to love yourself and to forgive yourself for the little things that you did not do you know if I go back to the Big Bang Theory Penny and Leonard had actually shown the concept of losing yourself in a relationship and loving yourself more in a relationship than any other TV series couple that I've known and even in movies. And it's not even, I mean, Big Bang Theory is not even about romantic relationships. But there was an episode when Leonard tried to fit with Penny's friend, uh, friends and he wanted to learn more about football. But that was really unnatural to him. It was natural to him to learn it on a more technical portion but to like the game because he was not a physical person that was really unnatural to him at the end of that episode he ended up going with Sheldon to do some kite uh, flying but in the later part of the series you would find that Penny started being or she started having more interest in, in what 
uh, Leonard does in, in what physics is or in in being smart or in being intelligent. That at one point when they broke up, she was blaming Leonard for being smart because now it was so hard for her to date guys who aren't smart. That now she's looking for that trait where she would learn from other people because now she's more interested in learning that she did even end up doing community college and ended up being part of a pharmaceutical company by the end of the series so that that part right there penny learned how to love herself more so in return she started loving Leonard more because she started understanding where he's coming from. Now, if it still is hard for you to find that starting point to love yourself, especially if you're in a relationship right now, all I can say is that the best case scenario is your partner is, is with you by choice. Your partner is with you because your partner loves you. So maybe your thoughts right now are just really unfounded. They may be something that is just stemming from a borrowed experience. Actually, for, mo- for most of the time, it's stemming from a borrowed experience. Or maybe there are still really traumas that you need to heal and you constantly need to heal and continually heal that so accept or acknowledge and accept that if you feel like there is a real threat and nobody else can tell you about the real threat but you yourself because you know yourself more and i best case scenario you know your partner more than anybody else then talk about it that's the best way to go through it talk about it and Jokoi even had that particular bit in his latest stand-up communication is the way to go talk about it ask them if there's a real threat or if there is none if you feel like your partner is a pathological liar then maybe it's time that you rethink about staying in that relationship I mean scenarios will play out differently for every type of relationship and for every person there is on this planet but before but before anything else love yourself first because with that you will have better judgment of what's happening in your relationship and once you know how you love yourself it's easier to make other people feel a particular love because you know how it feels to be loved by you you know how how good and how happy and how fulfilling it is to be loved by your own self and in that way it will be easier for you to show understanding care and love for other people as well whether it may be romantic or not Stranger, I hope that you learned something today and I hope that our conversation was fruitful. Anyway, strangers, stay tuned because our next episode is something exciting because it's something that I'm really good at. 
we're going to be talking about virtual love, long-distance relationship, and people who have not really met each other. Can they really fall in love? That's exactly what we're going to be talking about on episode 3. So you have to be there and you have to let me know what you think. And you can get all the information in the outro. Also, if you like what you're hearing, if you think that this podcast would help more people, the best way that you can help to promote it is by leaving a rating on your favorite um, podcast application, streaming application. Also, if you're listening in from Spotify, I will leave a question and you can answer it. And I'll pin your answer, whoever you are, so that other people can see whether you agree or disagree with whatever we say. You can put it there and maybe we'll pick it up um, in the next episode or maybe incorporate it in other episodes. So I'm just really looking for a good episode where we can incorporate the last comment that we had from episode one. Thank you so much, stranger, and I hope to see you in the next episode. Have a good day wherever you are. This is our Midnight Affair. Thank you for spending time with me today, stranger. I hope that in these shared experiences, we both learned something. If you wish to connect and share your own experiences, you can find me on Instagram. That's at LilithStar, L-I-L-I-T-H-S-T-R, or send me an email at linotegami at gmail.com. That's L-I-N-O-T-E-G-A-M-I at gmail.com. Let's catch up on the next episode.